Right now, Boomer Esiason is brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Also by Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. And by Zudi, build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zudi.com for details. Boomer also brought to you this final time this season by McFarlane Energy. Check out their home heating oil incentives at McFarlaneEnergy.com. And by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Boomer. Good morning. I'm not in a good mood this morning, so don't antagonize me. You hear me? Yeah, wellness check. We're doing a wellness check. Yes, exactly. I need one. What a game. What an unfortunate ending. Well, I mean, listen, you had, uh, Wiggy was talking about this earlier this morning. OBJ goes down, and that kind of threw those guys off Mm. a little bit. It it really did. I mean, everything was almost, well, everything did line up for the Bengals to win, much like in the previous three games that they had won. You had Matthew Stafford throw two interceptions. One of those interceptions turned into a field goal at the beginning of the second half. Uh, You had, uh, obviously, Joe Burrow sack seven times. You had a botched extra point by the Rams, which came back, could have come back to haunt them. So everything was lining up for the Bengals. They just couldn't get that last turnover. They couldn't get that last sack. And and certainly that last drive by the Rams was really, I mean, just tremendously impressive. And you knew that Cooper Cup was going to be involved and Eli Apple just had no answer for him all day long. Boomer, when you look at that game, how did you feel about the last two plays, offensive plays for Cincinnati? It's uh, third and one or third and two and they try to run the ball and Aaron Donald makes a play and then they go on a shotgun and try to throw the ball on fourth and one and Aaron Donald makes another play. How did you feel about those two plays? You feel like you know, maybe they should have just tried to run it again or maybe, you know, a different type of play rather than have uh, um, uh, uh, Joe Burrow sitting back in the pocket, especially in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they were teeing off on him. Yeah, they were really teeing off on him for sure. You know, I thought they could have ran on second down, uh, you know, because I think it was second and one, third and one, and fourth and one, and they couldn't convert any one of those downs, any one of those plays. And Aaron Donald was a monster in the middle there. I, You know, it's just – uh, unfortunate with the way that the Bengals uh, played the second half. You know, they had the 75-yard bomb to T. Higgins to start. Then they had the interception that resulted in the field goal. And then after that, nothing. I mean, they got shut down four times, uh, punting in a row. And, of course, losing on downs there at the end of the game. So uh, I could look at that point. I could look at the defense, you know, just not doing anything to try to stop Cooper Cup. You know, I mean, he was the guy because everybody else was just average out there. And, you know, as soon as OBJ goes down, you're saying to yourself, okay, we got this now. We could just try to take Cooper Cup out of the game. The other thing that also happened from the Bengals defensive standpoint, they got no pass rush whatsoever on that last drive. And I was thinking to myself, the previous drive for the Bengals, they're going down the field, and uh, he hits Tyler Boyd right in the hands, and he drops it. And I think that's going to be a first down. And if that's a first down, they probably would have been able to take another two and a half to three minutes off the clock. So... A lot of things happened that could have, should have, would have, but unfortunately for the Bengals, you know, just a little bit uh, too much defense from the Rams, if you ask me. And, and Aaron Donald was an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, Boomer, after the game, Burrow was saying, you know, the team is just as hungry after as they were before. Uh, if you're a Bengals fan, you have to be pretty excited about the future for this team. Next season, they're going to be back better than ever. I would think so, but I also know the AFC is going to be really, really difficult. And I was thinking about this in relation to Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers, you know, and Peyton Manning for that matter. You know, you had those four quarterbacks, uh, you know, all kind of coming up together and all around the same time period, 10, 12 years together. 
And you'd think just how hard it is to get to the, not only the playoffs, but to get to the Super Bowl. And the fact that Brady was able to do that all those years with those other quarterbacks in this uh, conference. And now you look and you have Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Uh, you could have Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. You are going to have, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, and and now Joe Burrow. So I, I don't think it's going to be a slam dunk. Any of these guys get back, uh, especially after a 17-game season. The 17-game season, I don't think people realize just the, the amount of uh, toll that it has taken on these teams. So uh, Joe Burrow is great. That team is good. they got to restack the offensive line. They'll do that in free agency and probably in the draft. But at the end of the day, I mean, this AFC is loaded with great quarterbacks and really good teams. I know he said that they were going to wait till they were back in Cincinnati to get his knee checked out. Have you heard anything uh, severity-wise on what happened? I haven't, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have some sort of uh, issue in there. You know, much like Matthew Stafford, both guys got hurt last night. Both guys uh, played through their injuries. Uh, I didn't think their passing was all that great after their injuries. They were a little bit inaccurate. You know, the other thing, too, Eric Weddle, he tore a pectoral muscle in the first half, and you could see that he had no business being out on the field and didn't want to make a tackle. And unfortunately, the Bengals never really went after him. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit more throwing in his direction and trying to take advantage of him being hurt. So I don't know if that's somebody on the, on the Bengals side not realizing how hurt he was and how debilitated he was. But I never really felt like the Bengals went after him to, to force him to try and play. If you're going to be on the field and you're going to be hurt and you're going to tear pectoral muscle, that's almost impossible to play through. Is Stafford a Hall of Famer, Boomer? Uh, I don't, you know, that's that's probably a question for other people, but, you know, I have nothing but respect for him. I, I'm glad that he finally got to an organization that had a head coach that was firmly entrenched, had a great offense, knew how to get the most out of him. But, you know, yesterday was kind of a typical Matt Stafford game. You know, two interceptions, albeit one was – no, in the end zone, it could have been construed a punt, but uh, the one at the end of the, uh, the, the the or at the beginning of the second half, um, you know, that was not a great great ball. And I know that Chris and those guys thought that you know if that's OBJ, OBJ makes that catch. You know, at the end of the day, that was another interception that led the points. So the Bengals ended up getting four points if you think about it, because of the botched extra point that uh, interception that led to a field goal. And those four points, you know, could have really been the difference maker had the Bengals' defense been able to make a stop there at the end. Boomer, as a Cincinnati fan, I, I think you got to be confident in the way Joe Burrow played. Now, if you're, you're the Cincinnati Bengals, it looks like offensively, you know, you got enough firepower. I'd like to see them run the football a little bit more with Joe Mixon. But now it's about what do they do with that defense and try to be able to maybe get some playmakers on that side of the defense uh, so they can continue this because, like you said, they're in a division or they're in a conference where they're going to see a lot of good players. But it seems like your quarterback was able to play under the biggest, uh, on the biggest stage possible and really did a great job except for maybe a few situations here where maybe he didn't make the right read. But overall, it seemed like he, you know, the future is bright for Cincinnati, at least on the offensive side of the football. Well, it really is. And, you know, last year they spent a lot of money on defense, the last two years actually. So they brought in like seven defensive starters. They could, they could be better. There's no question about that, and, and they will. Uh, the other thing, too, about the Bengals, uh, they have the third most amount of money available under the salary cap in free agency. So this is a time now where you are, if you're a team, you spend money in free agency because you don't have to pay your quarterback for another two years. So here in lies, you know, kind of the rub for all these NFL teams. All right, you have a 
Bonafide Pro Bowl quarterback, all pro quarterback. Now you got to support them, and you got to go out and you got to get guys to protect them. And you'd like to see, you know, the defense be a little bit better. Although I thought, you know, for the most part through the playoffs, the defense came up with the big plays. You know, they they had the turnovers yesterday. They got a couple sacks, and you know, they didn't turn the ball over. So normally, when you look at those statistics, the team that doesn't have the turnovers wins. But I, I'm, I'm sure that they will spend the money. I, I know they want to get Mike Brown, their o- owner, who's in his 80s. They want to get him a Super Bowl, so I'm sure uh, I would. Well, I would think there's going to be probably at least four or five guys that are going to be signed in free agency that are going to play a significant part in their season next year. The game aside, all morning we've been talking about the halftime show. Now, oh. in this room, we were split on who we who we wanted to win, but we were all in uh, agreement that the Super Bowl halftime show was lights out. Yeah, you know, my, my kids, this was their music. They grew up on it. They're, you know, 28 and 30. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I was like, you know, I went, you know I'm not so much into the commercials and the, the halftime event. I, I just wanted to get the game going, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, for the most part, everybody on Twitter liked it, and that's all that matters. I mean, you know, there's so much hate these days. Yeah. I so. love, See, I happen to love Eminem, and Wiggy's all over <laughs> me that he's not a real rapper. And, I mean, oh, dude, geez, I'm not getting into that argument. You know, Come on. Know. Come he's on, one of the Boomer. greatest rappers of all time, Wiggy. Come on, Boomer. Don't, Wiggy, talk, Wiggy. don't act like you weren't a fan in the late 80s of NWA and Drake. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I hate to tell you this. I have them on my playlist. There's there no question go. about it. <laughs> Especially Eminem. Wiki creates these arguments. We had to spend two days last week on <laughs> bone-in wings or tenders and how te- <laughs> how nobody eats tenders. I happen to like tenders. I, lo- I had them last night. I, I love tenders. He's you know, looking. children like tenders. Right? See, <laughs> Boomer, I was well, looking for you for some help on this. <laughs> not, not a chance, man. I'm a, I, I, my, my wings got to have bones in them. <laughs> Hey, There's no question uh, about it. Hey, you brought up Mac Jones earlier. Yeah. I, when you kind of look at the coaching situation here uh, and you look at the loss of Josh McDaniels, uh, you you question what exactly Joe Judge is going to be doing for this franchise. Uh, do you think that there's uh, a, a potential that that harms him, that transition? This you season? know, it could. Hey, look, Joe Judge is a really good football coach, guys. He hasn't lost his touch as a football coach. I mean, maybe he's not great with press conferences, and maybe his t- he talked himself out of a job down here. I, I'm glad he went back to New England, much like I was glad for Matt Patricia to go back to New England. That's where they're comfortable. That's where they know. They they know what's going on. Um, you know, he's going to make a lot of money still over the next couple of years. Um, so, but anytime you lose an offense coordinator, like Josh Allen's losing his offense coordinator, Brian Dable. So, you know, you lose these guys. They are a big part of who you are as a player. They know your personality. They know how to call the plays. The good thing I would say for Mac is that he had one year with Josh. It wasn't like he had four or five years, and now all of a sudden you're pulling that offense coordinator away from him. So I'm sure the message will be the same that he was taught last year, but there's going to be so much more asked of him this coming year. I mean, now he has to be the reason why they're winning as opposed to just managing a game from a rookie standpoint. And if you had to put money on it this morning, is Tom Brady on the field week one next season? You know what? I bet 50 bucks that he was retiring uh, before the AFC championship game, and I won my 50 bucks, of course, and I don't want to give it back. But, you know, I <laughs> – I, I, I think I think he's coming back. You guys are I all do. crazy. No, no. I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think he is. Wiggy's been saying it, Boomer, and I think you might be right. Well, what you would know. I mean, I, it's it's hard. See, the other thing too, if people forget, when I retired, I was making like eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and TV afforded me more money and a little bit more safety. 
Uh, well, maybe not so much more safety. But anyway, uh, you know, nowadays the money is so big and so significant. And, of course, you love to play the game. And I'd love to play the game at 30 or $35 million a year. I could tell you that right now. Uh, I'd be lining up the private jets to be flying everywhere I wanted to go each weekend and, uh, you know, to go see my family, whatever it took. It's a lot of money, man, to turn down. And it's also a lot of – I would imagine if you were watching this game yesterday – he was probably sick to his stomach that his team wasn't in it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Boomer. You know, it's I always think that it's that itch that you get, especially, you know, when the guy's playing at a level where, you know, some people could make an argument he could have been the MVP this year. Looking at the NFC, you know, if you're just the uh, a fan of the NS- NFC, where do the L.A. Rams kind of go from here? I know there were these reports out there about maybe Sean McVay walking, uh, retiring. I know, I believe it was Brees Hill, Greg's uh, son, who said he had heard something about Aaron Donald yeah. possibly retiring. Where do the Rams go from here? Do they say, hey, Stafford's still a young guy in the sense in the quarterback age that he could still play for another, you know, another several years, and they're, they're still loaded. Are they right back in the mix because maybe some of the NFC might see some turnover with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers? I think Aaron Rodgers now sounds like he's going to stay in Green Bay. It's, it sounds to me that's the way it's going to be, and I think Aaron Rodgers would be smart to stay uh, in the NFC given the fact of what we see around uh, in terms of quarterback-wise. Uh, the Rams are going to have all sorts of um, salary cap situations. They're going to have to try to figure out who they're going to keep, who they're not going to keep. I, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. was talking about taking a discount to stay with the Rams. Well, he's not going to be able to play next year, uh, You know, assuming it's an ACL, which I do believe it is. Uh, I don't know if Aaron Donald will retire. I don't think he will. I think he's making too much money to retire again. Uh, I know Andrew Whitworth's going to retire. Uh, Sean, uh, Von Miller is not going to be getting the money that he would want from the Rams. They just can't pay him. So I, I, the Rams are going to be different next year just simply because they want all in this year, and they're going to have to give Matthew Stafford some sort of contract extension because you don't trade all those assets away and then bring a guy in and then lose him after two years. So there's some money that uh, is going to have to be moved around for the Rams. I don't think they're the same team next year. And it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers do. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess, is going to be available. And if Trey Lance is going to be their starting quarterback, that's going to be really interesting because I do believe they have a Super Bowl-caliber team. And I do believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback to take him to the Super Bowl. But I guess they're going to roll the dice and say goodbye to Jimmy and let it go uh, into the hands of Trey Lance, which I think is uh, – Stepping backwards, if you're asking me, if you're the 49ers. Well, Boomer, thanks for being on all year with us. It's it's arguably my favorite moment of the of the <laughs> week every Monday, and I look forward to next year. And uh, most of us in the room look forward to your Christmas gift next year. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'll, I'll make sure that it's uh, it's more impactful. Headphones, headphones, sorry, Boomer. Man. I need some headphones. <laughs> but listen, right. in all seriousness, I appreciate you doing this, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. All right. Uh, I love working with you guys, man, and have a great off season, and I look forward to a great 2022.